AutoGamerNode.com about to lay down the best tie-laying games of all time, according to me. Well, my favorites. Uh, how's it going? This is Eddie in AutoGamerNode.com, and today we're going to be looking at tile-laying games. One of my favorite genres. I have a list here of about 23, but uh, I'm just going to give you my top five tiling top six let's call it top 10 fine number 10 counting down we got steam this is the classic martin wallace game of train track building and uh pickup and delivery mostly an auction game though um but a big part of it is developing your train lines so you can pull cubes from some cities to other cities and then blocking off your opponents or taking the things that they want before they have the chance and then resupplying cities that you will need to deliver from in order to deliver to the cities that you've connected with your longest lines of rail, which are on tiles that you paid for with the money that you earned from delivering that you didn't spend in the auction. Anyway, number nine, here we go, Carcassonne the Castle. Now, Carcassonne the Castle is the best version of Carcassonne there is. It's two-player only, but it is designed by the one and only Dr. Reiner Knizia. So, of course, it is better than the original. This is a game that already has a frame of a board set out, unlike the classic version of Carcassonne, the original version of Carcassonne, where you just put tiles down in the middle of the table and build out from there. In Carcassonne the Castle, you have castle walls that are predefined with designated starting points, and you lay down your square tiles to form larger sections of castles and, well, I guess they're not castles, they're keeps, and uh, houses, I don't know what they're called, and meadow areas, which are markets, I believe, and also extend roads. But the cool thing about Carcassonne the Castle is that you do not need to match up terrain types. I repeat, you do not need to match up your keep and your previously placed keep you can cut it off, and you must cut it off, and you must cut off your opponents. It is cutthroat. As a matter of fact, Carcassonne the Castle is the best of all the Carcassonne games, and I recommend you play it if you have the chance, because it's out of print, unfortunately. There was a recent Polish version. I believe it was Polish. It was, I don't know, it was some sort of European sort of uh, different language than English, and it had different art, and it looks pretty nice, and hopefully that somehow ends up in the United States. Anyway, that's Carcassonne the Castle. Number... This one doesn't belong here, so we are going to skip it and move on. The next... Actually, I'm going to check a different list to make sure that I have these in the right order. The next tile-laying game is actually a game with no tiles. How could that be, Edward and Zotto? How could you do this to us? Well, the game is called Ex Libris, and this is a game. It is a worker placement card-laying game where you get 
different cards that have different books depicted on them, and you arrange them in front of you in alphabetical order, like a librarian, hence the the title Ex Libris. This is about building your own personal library or group of shelves, and in doing so you are trying to balance the different types of books, or get more of a certain category of book, or less of another category of book and you are wanting to fill your bookshelves in a specific way based on your own goals and public goals, etc. It's a very fun game, but these don't really need to be cards except for the fact that cards fit in your hand a lot easier. So I'm calling this a tile-laying game because it is all about laying down these cards as if they are tiles. Moving on to the next number in the list. I don't know what it is, but I don't care because the next one is Terraforming Mars. We're calling this Terraforming Mars, even though it's out of the order of my original list. I am doing this on the fly because some things have changed. So Terraforming Mars is also a game that is heavily card-based. You are building an engine. You have this tableau of all different types of cards that give you benefits and abilities and resources and etc etc but one thing that you are doing is you are building out a landscape on the surface of the martian planet known as mars everyone around the table <laughs> everyone around the table is putting oceans and forests and uh, maybe even little city-type areas out there, and you're benefiting from how you've placed and what you've placed and what the ramifications are of what you have placed out there as far as enhancing the atmosphere of the Red Planet. And this is a fantastic game. And it is such a fantastic game because of the combination of the engine building in your own player area and the competition in the tiling area in the center of the table. Terraforming Mars is not popular for no good reason. It is an excellent game and it has shown to climb the ranks of people's lists since it has been on the market. Okay, next one in order is going to be Glass Road. Glass Road is a fantastic game by the one and only Uwe Rosenberg, whose games I typically don't like as much as the rest of the world, but this is my second favorite Uwe Rosenberg game. And this is Glass Road. This is a game where you also have a hand of cards and you are playing these blindly in order to get the resources that you want, but also to piggyback off of your opponents and not play the cards that you think that they have anticipated you playing and make sure that you have the cards in your hand that you anticipate them playing because if they play a card, you get to do the thing. And if you play a card, they get to do some of the thing. And guess what? It's better to play the card by yourself and it's also better to piggyback off of someone else's action. But the point is, when you do these things, a lot of the results are building out little buildings in your 
player area, which is a board that is your own little town, landscape, countryside, whatever, and you have forest tiles that you can eliminate and building tiles you can build and little tree groves that you can add and sand pits you can add and ponds you can add and all of these things will help you gain resources or if they're buildings they'll help you do actions or gain points and it is very very fantastic interplay of different things on your board that plays out very quickly and in a very exciting and oftentimes frustrating way because of another element of the game, which is the resource wheel that each player has where your resources automatically convert once you increase the amount of the constituent parts. You will automatically get the more complex goods and therefore have one fewer of your constituent part goods, which can be a real nut to crack and something that is hard to wrap your brain around when you're planning and that's pretty cool but the other cool part is the interplay of the tiles and the other cool part is the card play so they're all cool parts and that's why glass road is a cool tiling game but one spot above it on my all-time list currently is a more traditional tiling game known as Quadropolis. This is my favorite city building game. It is very interesting in the way that you draft your tiles. You have numbered drafting markers that allow you to take a tile from a grid that is in a certain position based on the number that you played on that row or column you pull that tile and then you must place that tile in a place on your personal board that matches that number marker that you use to draft the tile either in region in row or in height (laughs) of some of the tiles that can be stacked vertically in the third dimension so Quadropolis is a cool city building game and the way that it scores is a lot of fun because all of the different building types play off of at least two other building types for the most part. Maybe not at least two, but at least one. And they all have very special, like very different types of scoring. Sorry, I lost my my voice there. Um, so that is Quadropolis, a fantastic tiling game, quick and thinky, but you gotta play it on the advanced mode because the basic mode is just a little too basic. Okay, moving on to the next number in this very conspicuously numbered top X list is Tigris and Euphrates. This is the cradle of civilization where Dr. Reiner Knizia grew up and got his PhD in ludic gameology and he developed the classic civilization rise and fall simulation game of tiling, of of cutthroat wars and coercion and alliances and defeat and deceit and sweet, sweet victory. Tigris and Euphrates, a game where you lay different types of tiles that represent the different aspects of civilization in 
ancient Sumeria and beyond, and you will grow your kingdoms, and players will be parts of various different kingdoms that will rise and fall. They will expand and meet one another and fall to war and contract and shrink, and there will be infighting in one kingdom, and there will be growth in another kingdom, and all the while the players are earning points for every tile they place. Every part of every kingdom that they place on the board will earn them something, if not points, stature and positioning and power, future payoffs. It is deliciously strategic and can be the most heartbreaking of games on this list. Tigris and Euphrates, if you haven't played it, you must try it. Next on the list, I don't know if I want to include this one. Hmm. No, this one does not count. That would be too much of a stretch. So we are going to move right on to Stefan Feld, the tall high school principal who is known for point salad games. And this, his greatest creation, arguably, from his greatest year of game design, arguably, with his greatest product... No. No. This is the Castles of Burgundy. This is a game where players will be rolling dice in order to select actions that they will carry out, and in doing so, they are building out their own little area in France where they have castles and meadows and town areas with various different buildings and ships and silver mines. But mechanically, what you're doing is grabbing those tiles, saving them for future use, and then using those dice that you rolled to place those tiles out onto your board because on your board, which is arranged in a hex pattern, each space has a die face on it, and you can only put things in places that match the die value that you are using, or you use the mitigation mechanism of workers to adjust those pips up and down to try to finagle your way into building the best burgundy of all. And this is a fantastic game. It is combo-tastic, combo-rific. It is explicitly awesome. And I 100% recommend The Castles of Burgundy. And guess what? That was my number one. Which is why I planned this list out so perfectly, so that we would know it was number one after I talked about it. <laughs> and that's it. That's my uh, top. <laughs> I don't even know how many it is. Tile laying games. I just wanted to have some fun. I hope I didn't forget any. I mean, I probably missed a bunch that you liked, but um, I don't think I missed a bunch that I would have chosen over those. The one that I skipped... In the first one that I skipped was Forum Trajanum, which uh, I have I have soured on a little bit. I may have put it after Steam, somewhere in there. 
and the one that I skipped toward the end there was uh, it had also had no tiles. It was Aura at Labora, which is a game about building out your sort of uh, little countryside with buildings and stuff. You know, it's similar to uh, my second favorite Uwe Rosenberg game, Glass Road. Or at Labor is actually my favorite Uwe Rosenberg game. But um, I wasn't sure if that should be a tiling game, just because there's so much more going on and, and there's still cards. Whereas with Ex Libris, there wasn't a whole lot more going on, and it's, it's very much about the placement of the cards as tiles. Uh, some of my honorable mentions we'll get to now. Why not uh, Spring Meadow? And also Patchwork kind of goes right along with that. Castle of Mad King Ludwig, Neom. I like Explorers of the North Sea. I don't know where that really lands. I'm going to scroll down this other list because I think it's more accurate. Subdivision is a fun game. Suburbia. And um, I'm sure there are others in here that I'm skipping over, but you got you got the main part, Loon Architects, Glenmore, Toluva, etc. Fields of Green, another tile layer that is made of cards. Anyway, thanks for listening, people. I wanted to make this short and sweet and uh, fun, at least for me. I, I don't know if it was fun to listen to, but it was fun to, <laughs> to run through rather than being so serious all the time. Uh, as always, I'm Eddie Anzato, your host, which I didn't even introduce myself properly, but I am GamerNode, and GamerNode am me. And uh, that's it. Hopefully you're still here. I haven't posted a podcast in ages. Uh, you're probably you're probably uh, in a new phase of life <laughs> than you were, you know, the last time you heard my voice on a podcast. But uh, that's okay. Stay healthy, stay safe, have fun, play games, play video games, play virtual games, play tabletop virtual games, um, and uh, I will talk to you next time. Later. Later.